0: I want to welcome you to Living Life. Today we're looking at the book of Titus, and in this chapter we're going to see that Paul wants to give some words. Of encouragement to Titus as he's going to be reaching out to those in the church where he is serving there on this island of Crete and he's going to have a message for the old men and the young men and then also the older women and the younger women and as I was reading through this text I couldn't help but think about my dad and I said to him the other day that I am just so thankful for how you have taught me how to live a Christian life. And then I actually said to him, but actually you're still teaching me, even though he's very up there in age. And he was a little confused about that. And I said, but dad, what I am learning from you now is how to grow old. I mean, he is a great example of one who still loves the Lord, and he wants to continue on, press on, all the way to the finish line. Well, I look forward to our study today, and so let's listen to today's passage.
1: Titus, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. You, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love and in endurance. Gwais teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home,
0: So as we move into this text in the book of Titus, Paul here is really wanting to speak to Titus about important matters as he's there leading the church. And two things really stand out in our text, that he really wants to make sure that Titus has sound doctrine, and then also that he would have good behavior. In the very first verse of our text, it says you, meaning Titus, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. And when I think of that, I I go back to when I was just about ready to get married. About a week before that event, I met with my wife's family for the very first time. And I was told that I was going to have to meet Uncle Doug. He was one who was high up in a seminary. In fact, a room was named after him. But this Uncle Doug, when he met me at the door when I was meeting him for the first time, he put his arm around me and led me to a couch and he said, So, you're gonna marry my niece. And he began to just ask me questions about my faith. And so he asked me, well, so what do you think about the Bible? And I said, well, the the Bible is the Word of God. I said, it's it's our final authority for faith and practice. And he kind of listened to me as we talked about the Bible. And I said, you know, it's important for us to really memorize it, you know, not just hear it and read it and study it, but memorize it and meditate on it, because the Word of God, I mean, we, it's our—it's a light unto our path. And, a, and, and he just loved what I was saying, and then he said, okay, well, what do you think about God? What, what comes to your mind? And I said, well, of course, I, I believe in the one true living God. And this was all sound doctrine for him, and I, and I was saying to him that I believe that there's one God and he exists eternally in the three persons of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're sitting on the couch and he's like, okay, well, tell me more about Jesus and about salvation. And I said, well, I mean, our salvation comes through Christ alone. I mean, we're saved by God's grace alone, through faith alone, because of Christ alone. And for one hour, he just kept asking me question after question about my beliefs. And at the end of that time, he stood up and in front of the whole family, he pointed right at me and he said, "You're sound. And it was like, wow, I got the Uncle Doug approval. And you know, as I look back on that, that was really important for him to do because he loved his niece and he knew how important sound doctrine is. Well, the Apostle Paul, when he's writing to Titus, he knows how important sound doctrine is. But along with the sound doctrine is also just good behavior and so in our text we will see as you read through it you see the word good coming up like in verse 7 Paul instructs Titus and he says in everything set them an example by doing what is good and so yes Titus as a pastor you're a you're a role model of holiness I mean, not only are you teaching sound doctrine and you're a shepherd of the very ones that God has called to be his own and that you're a physician of the soul, but you are a role model. People are watching you. And so you got to take care of your own life with the Lord because you want to be one who is having an ongoing, interactive ever-deepening relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, with that, we need to make sure that we understand the importance of, say, accountability, and that pastors as well as parishioners, that we need that mutual support and accountability, and that we would be engaged in preparing ourselves for all of the battles and temptations that will come our way. And then, of course, we need prayer. We need to be people of prayer, and then we also need to ask others to pray for us. And so, I just want to say to each one of us, let's pray for our pastors and pray for one another, pray for ourselves. And this is good instruction for older men and younger men older women and younger women. But especially right now, I want to say to you who are up in years, maybe you're in retirement, and you wonder if you even still have a service. The answer is yes. You can be people of prayer. Lift up your pastors. And if if you have grandkids, your role is not just to spoil those grandkids, but to pray for them. Let's together have good behavior and also sound doctrine and let's have that to God's glory and our joy. Well, as we close today and we're thinking about sound doctrine and also good behavior and conduct, I think about a spiritual exercise that I'd like to invite you to participate in. We might call it Release Your Body to God. And what you can do is just be relaxed, maybe in a nice chair, or if you want, you can lay down on the floor. And and what you do is you just start with your feet, and just make your way up your body and just dedicate these, this body to the Lord because you want to be good in all that you do. For example, your feet, that you would just ask God that he would guide you in your steps and where you go. And then as you make your way up to say your eyes, that your eyes would, would focus on what it should. And so keep it positive, but just dedicate your whole body to the Lord. Let me pray for you at this time. Well, Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful for the bodies that we do have. We thank you, Father, for the body of Christ. And together we want to have right beliefs, sound doctrine. And so, Lord, we ask that you would be helping our minds to Really be able to focus in upon you, who you are, and what you call us to be and to do. Father, with all of our body, we want to serve you. We thank you and we praise you. In Christ's name, Amen. For a single soul,